0: Well, it's my privilege to be speaking to you guys this morning. It was a little unexpected, because he was actually going to be back this Sunday, and they asked him to stay longer. So he's like, okay, and then he calls me, you are anointed, you are full of Holy Ghost. <laughs> so I'm like, ah. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. All right, so I'm like, ah. Um Anyways, there is a verse that, a couple of verses that Pastor's been talking about, and um, I want to start out in prayer, but I just want to read this before we... Um, pray, it says, For the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. And um, we just are so thankful that he's over in Ethiopia and that those people are hungry and thirsty for God. And we are here in Washington, D.C. area, and we're hungry and thirsty for God, and we just... Um, I just want to pray off that verse. So, Father God, we just thank you that we're gathered together here. Father God, in your name, we thank you that your glory is here, that you've filled us with your spirit. Father God, that we can be a light to this world. We just thank you for Pastor... Uh, Tim, and Pastor Mark and Trina, as they're, they're ministering in Ethiopia, I just pray you continue to give them utterance and strength and wisdom, Father God, and I thank you that you have a fresh word for us here today at Anchor Church, and you be glorified and praised in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> I'm going to get a drink because I sound really clicky. <laughs> Sorry. Mm. So believe with me that I'll be able to get out what's in my heart to you guys today. Um, <clears throat> the, his theme verse has been, he uh, satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. And um, Pastor Tim and I were talking. I love technology, because your husband can go across the world, <laughs> and you can still talk to him and actually see him. Um, and he was driving the car back from one of the meetings, and it's just been so incredible. Um, they're just so hungry and thirsty for the things of God. And there's actually an Ethiopian church in D.C. And the pastor from there is in Ethiopia, too. And, and he was saying, this is incredible. Like, he's excited. Like, I'm believing we're going to have this awakening hunger for the things of God, which is really exciting since we've been talking about thirsting for things of God. Um, anyways, this rose up in pastor's heart. It says, um, in Jeremiah 15, 16, it says, your words were found, and I did eat them, and your words became a joy to me and a delight to my heart, for I have been called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. And um, when he read that verse, I was like, whoa, that's so good, because we've been talking about hungering for the word of God and for the things of God and how they're a delight and a joy to us, and so... You guys have to bear with me because I um, teach children normally if <laughs> I teach. <laughs> so I'll try to um, bring it to an adult level and not, <laughs> and not so children-like. But um, I do have to use one prop. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> so if I was teaching the children, I'd be like, look at this glove. And I'm like, can, I, can this glove pick up my Bible? And they'd be like, no right and this can this glove pick up my water bottle and they'd all freak out you know no and I'm like well what's wrong and they're like well you have to put your hand in it and um the things of God and the the plan of God and how God has um designed everything to work you know he sent Jesus and Jesus actually said it's good that I go away because I'm going to send the Holy Spirit the comforter to each one of you and you know disciples and everybody are like what are you talking about how is that awesome you know (laughs) We love you. We want you here with us. But he saw the big picture, which is God coming and living and dwelling in us. And so when you put your hand in the glove, (laughs) like this, and you're full of the Holy Spirit, then God can reach his hand out and touch someone that's hurting, someone that is sick in their body. And how he's going to do that, he's going to use your hand. He's going to use you. He's going to use your mouth, you know, Dave's been ministering to the people at work, I mean, he is an instrument of God, he has been used with God, he is full of the Holy Spirit, and pastor's been talking about being filled and full, you know, overflowing, and that only happens when you're in the word being filled up, and so you kind of forget about yourself, which is hard to do sometimes, (laughs) you know, but when you're full of the spirit, then it's no longer about you. It's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me and the life that I live in this flesh. I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So, um, you guys are born again, spirit filled, (laughs) the spirit of God lives and dwells in you and you are his hands and his feet. Praise God. And so, um, I titled this message, revealing the love of God, Um, there's so many people I see in the world when I talk to people and they have no hope, they're dark, or if they do, you know, love God or, you know, want to, you know, have some kind of knowledge of God, their view of God, God, their father is very different than who he is. The Bible says that Jesus came to reveal the father, right? And so when Jesus was here, like in, um, I just wrote some things down in Matthew 14:14, 14, 14, you know, Jesus he's been ministering and it says as he saw the crowd he stepped from the boat and he had compassion on them and healed their sick. Like Jesus he was moved with compassion and he said Jesus himself said in John 5:19 he says wait is that the right one? Yeah, he said, Jesus explained, I tell the truth, the son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the father doing. Whatever the father does, the son does. So Jesus, he wasn't here living for himself. He was here living for the father and expressing the father's heart. So um, I just see so many people in the world, and they have this image of God that is so contrary to what Jesus came to show us you know that he's a God of love that he's a God of forgiveness that he's the God that heals I um I actually was born again and spirit-filled at the same time um, as a little kid and I don't know how old I was because I don't even know how old I am right now to be honest So it's just normal (laughs) it's just normal my husband is a thinker and I'm not (laughs) that's why I'm so attracted to him he's like sequential, and thinks, and it's amazing, and I am a spider web that doesn't. So <laughs> I'm like, you're amazing. But, um, so maybe 8, 10, I have no idea, honestly. But I was a little kid. And um, as a little kid, I had a recurring nightmare um, that, okay, it's really silly, but I was really little, that there were aliens on the moon, and they shot the Earth, and it exploded and um, everything was gone. And I would wake up, and I'd run to my parents' room, and I'm like, it popped, you know, and they'd be like, it didn't pop, we're right here, you know. But it was an eternal cry, like, what happens? You know, I was just little, but I'm like, you don't just die, and it's done, you know. So, anyways, so we went to this church, and they had a little gospel bill video, and they said, we want to be saved, and I did. So I went with the teacher and got um, prayed with, and I got born again, filled with the Spirit, and then from then on, my parents started going to that church. So that's all I knew was um, being saved, being filled with the Spirit. This church preached healing and stuff like that. So then as I got older, and I love God, so I talked about God with people and stuff. And then my friends, like, yeah, you know, God, you know, puts cancer on my grandmas, the teacher. And I was like, what? I'm so confused. What are you talking about? God put cancer on, you know, just things like this that I'm I was, I was really broken in my heart because I'm like, as a little kid, I realized Jesus came to reveal the father and no good father is going to do that to you. So it just broke my heart that I was like, and I understood. And I thought, man, these people really love God. Because if I thought that God put cancer on my grandma, I'd be like, forget about you. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, they have some dedication. So I'm, I think they're incredible because they just say, you know, I don't understand, but I love him. And I'm so... They are better Christians, I think, than I would have been. Um, (laughs) But just having known that he's a good father and that he loves... um, Where am I going with this? But anyways, so in my heart, um, just preparing for this message, it says, revealing the love of God. And I just kind of got in my heart that, you know, as we're hungry and thirsting for God, and he's filling us up with his fullness and his goodness and his word, um, that... um, the Bible says, um, "Where is it at?" Um, sorry. Okay. And First John four sixteen it says, "And you know and believe that God, the love of God has for us, that God is love, and that He abides in love, abides in God, and God in Him, and just that God is love." And then in First Corinthians thirteen, that's a big verse I want to get to today. Um, it talks about what love is so god is love so these are all the characters of god that god is patient he is kind he does not envy he does not boast god is not proud he doesn't dishonor others or self-seeking is not easily angered keeps no records of wrong love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in truth. It is always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. So um, I like to think of God like that. You know, and he is patient. He even says he's patient. Um, the, man, the longest man that lived, how do you say his name? Methuselah. Not Methuselah, is it? Is it Methuselah? I don't even know. Yeah, it is. Is it Methuselah? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the longest man that lived they, his name meant um, after him this is the judgment and he lived the longest that's just showing that God did not want to judge the earth I mean his love was like repent you know He sent Noah repent Noah was a, a preacher of repentance you know he was trying to anyways so he's patient he's kind well and then in um let's see bear with me <laughs> Um, I just have to find my head note. It says in Romans 5:5, 5, 5, Hope does not put us to shame because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given us. So, how this all connects is that the Holy Spirit has been given unto us. The love of God has been poured out in our hearts. And so this love chapter in 1 Corinthians is ours, it's in there. Some things are in seed form, I like to tell my children. (laughs) Um, You know, patience is there. Um, Kindness, goodness and stuff, it's been shed abroad in our hearts and we are three parts. Um, we're spirit, soul, and body, right? So your spirit's the real you. That's the real you. That's the person who should be in charge. Um, your soul, your your mind and will and emotions, your soul wants to be in charge or your flesh wants to be in charge. I mean, everybody has their own battles. I battle more with the flesh, like sleeping in, eating, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> My husband's a thinker, so more of the soulish round. you know, maybe um, stuff like that. But your spirit, that's the real you, that's who should be in charge. So they're all kind of wanting to get, you know, access. But if you feed your spirit on the word of God, like Pastor is saying, hungering and thirsting for the feet of God, that strengthens your spirit, that makes your spirit, man, the louder voice. You know, you're giving him first, I mean, you. Or, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm making it confusing, but it's not confusing. <laughs> the real you. Like, I mean, yeah, so... Anyways, <laughs> thank you for bearing with me. Um, so anyways, uh, I wanted to, um, well, Pastor and I were talking, and we've been talking about, you know, it's February, and so it's like the love month or whatever, but really talking about um, Ephesians 13 and just meditating on that all month. Brother Hagen actually um, said, you know, it changed his life when he started reading that. He would read it every morning and night. Uh, 1 Corinthians 13, and it starts changing. You know, it's feeding on that word and changing his perspective and stuff. And actually, people would criticize him for not speaking up about stuff or not having a comeback or different things like that that they thought he should. And he's like, I I can't. Love is constraining me. It says the love of God will constrain you. And so... um, so 1 Corinthians 13 and Amplified um, is, you know, the woman's Bible, so I have to read it, as the pastor says. <laughs> it says, love endures with patience and sincerity. Love is kind and thoughtful. It is not jealous or envious. Love does not brag, and it is not proud or arrogant. It's not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not provoked, nor is it easily sensitive or angered. It does not take in account any wrong incurred. It does not rejoice in injustice, but rejoices with truth. When right and truth prevail, love bears all things, regardless of what comes, believes all things, looking for the best in each one, and hopes all things, remaining steadfast during difficult times. Enduring all things without weakening, love never fails, it never fades or ends. And that love of God is in us, and it's shed abroad in our hearts, and um, I guess I wanted to read, <laughs> I just have a bunch of scriptures, <laughs> so I hope this is great, but I just love the word, and there's so much power in the word, I feel like, yeah, it, it does better than me. Okay, um, <laughs> uh, you know the, you know the verse that Pastor got in his heart in Ethiopia, from Jeremiah 15, 16, it says, your words... Were found and I did eat them, and your words became a joy to me and a delight in my heart, for I have been called by your name, O God of hosts. And I think the the biggest thing that I wanted to impact or impart to you, or what I have in my heart when I'm trying to get out, is that um, the love of God has been shed abroad in your hearts, and the world needs to the love of God revealed, revealing the love of God, to them. And you have everything it takes to do that. You have what it takes. You have, you know, that love that shed abroad that passes understanding. Um, you have a word in due season. You are God's hands and feet. He has filled you with His power. He has filled you with His strength. You are called of the Lord. Um, and so, it, I just want to encourage everybody. That's my biggest thing: is that. As we're thirsting and hungering this month or this year, the rest of our lives, honestly, um, for the things that God, you know, it says, he who hungers and thirsts for righteousness will be filled, that we will be filled, and then we're not just filled for ourselves, but we get so full and so um, that it just goes out to others and the things that is going out is his love. And so I just want to encourage you guys that, you know, How do I want to say it? It's, um, just give me a second. (laughs) Oh, Father, just help me get this out in Jesus' name. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your patience with me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. you're so much bigger on the inside than you are on the outside. And there is people that will never hear the gospel unless you are full. Because even when you're not saying, you know, Jesus loves you or whatever, your life is a reflection of him. You reveal the love of God wherever you go. As you step out and you're just full of him, that life shines and it just, it makes a difference. It's incredible. I've had people tell me just when I was little, you know, and they're like, you know, you so impacted my life. I was not living for the Lord. And I really thought that everybody was just having, you know, a meeting or whatever. But I, When I met you, you were real and you love God with everything and you love the word and it just changed my life. And I'm thinking, I don't even remember who you are. You know what I mean? (laughs) So I feel really bad, but it's just that passion that you have for the things of God. And even if, you know, it's not, I mean, you will, he will give you utterance to speak, right? Dave, he'll give you the words to speak and he'll set up those divine appointments. But as you live, just as you're going, you're washing a dog, right? You know, you're doing whatever you do. Your life is an example to your family, your life is an example um, at work. And I know it's hard sometimes when you are um, being persecuted for, you know, just in general, people are nasty and they're in their own stuff or they're accusing. You know, you just love them regardless. And I'm not saying be beat, let people beat you up. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying you look to the inside how to respond to every situation, and he will give you words, and he will tell you when you should say something or when you shouldn't. (laughs) And um, there was a verse uh, that says, um, in 2 Corinthians 5.19, it says, that is that God was in Christ re- reconciling the world to himself, not counting up people's sins against them, but canceling them. For he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. That is the restoration, restoration of favor with God. People need to know that God is not mad at them. He is not. He loves them. He paid the price for them. He has a plan for their lives. He has a plan for your life. He has a plan for this church. He has a plan for this nation. He has a plan for the world. He is out to seek and save those which are lost. And it's not, you know, everybody's at different levels, but he is calling us deeper into the things of God. He's calling us uh, just to step out in faith and be his hands and feet. And it's, it's incredible. Um, you know, Brother Hagen had a, a prophecy once. And it was, it was about um, two roads. And he said, you know, as a Christian, there's two roads you can take it. There's a blessed road and a glory road. And he said, and they're both right. If you take the blessed road, you can see where you're going, and you're living for God, and you're doing the right thing. And it's good, and it's blessed. And he said, but there's also a glory road where you have to step out in faith, and you don't see the next turn. You're going, and you can't see it. He said, but what you're doing is you're going up, you're going up, we're going up the mountain, so you can't actually see it. But you're stepping out in faith. And as you do, and you keep taking those steps of faith that you don't see, and you get to the top, you see the glory of God. And I believe that this church is here. We are here to bring the glory of God and to show forth the glory of God. And really, the whole body of Christ is all the churches together. But we're just, I'm just encouraging you that you each have a part that you are important to God, that you are important to the body of Christ, that he loves each one of you so much, and he has a plan for you, and he has people that you guys really minister to, that you don't even realize, you know, that just watch you, that see you. You know, I'm a stay-at-home mom, so I'm thinking, who sees me? <laughs> but I was going to the airport to drop off my friend, and I... Um, didn't have gas, I didn't realize. So I dropped her off, and I'm going to like, oh, okay, I'll go get some gas, and I didn't bring my purse, this is me. Okay, this is, I'm the opposite of my husband. (laughs) So I'm calling my husband up. I'm like, I forgot my purse, and the car's almost out of gas, and he's like, Well, is there any change? So there was like $2.30, but we are like 45 minutes out. So I got that, and um, put gas in, and I called him back, and I'm like, yeah, I got $2, you know, worth of gas, and he's like, uh okay. He's like, you should have called me and see if they would have took the credit card over the phone. And I was like, oh, I didn't think about that. I said, I'll just stop at another gas station. So I go and I stop at another gas station in Fairfax. And um, so I'm like, hey, I'm on my husband on the phone. Can you take a credit card over the phone? And they're like, no, it's not secure. I'm like, oh man, (laughs) shoot. So he's all like, do you have pay, you know, pay whatever I've the iPhone has pay thing or the Apple pay. Thank you. And I'm like, I don't think so. So we're talking on the phone and I have two of my kids with me and I'm trying, and we're in a little gas station that has like a uh, garage with it. So it's just a tiny little, and so the guy's probably just trying to get me out. And he's like, if I give you $20, will you pay me back? I'm like, yes, I will. So anyways, <laughs> he got me out of there. And um, so I sent him a card back and Information with the church and stuff, and I'm like, well, praise the Lord! At least I had a contact with somebody. So, I could all in the love of God. So, I wrote a nice note, and gave him a little extra money, and just being a light. And I'm like, you know, so whatever you're, you know, even if you're a stay-at-home mom, you can run out of gas and <laughs> meet somebody and tell them <laughs> about Jesus. But I'm just saying, you know, God is faithful, and um, you know, I don't want you to um, underestimate the power of prayer either, because. Um, Oh, which minister was it? Was it Charles, the evangelist that went around? I'm trying to think. Charles Finney. Finney. He had a guy that would go before Father Nash, Nash, and he would pray. He would go before, and he'd pray, and nobody really knew who he was, and he was super quiet. But Finney says, you know, part of the reasons why the meetings were so incredible is because Father Nash would come, and he would get people to pray, and he'd pray. And so... You know, there's the seen and the unseen parts, but every part of the body is important. Just like the Bible says, you know, if your little toe hurt, you know, we'll be like, ah, because it's an important part and we're all important. And, um, I'm, it's pretty short. <laughs> so, um, I really, okay, I just keep rehashing the same things, but it's okay. He really wants you to get this, that, um, Yep, I did that verse. I was so proud of my notes cuz they were so organized, but I'm just not organized. So it's okay. Praise God. So, and what I want you to take away, you know, thinking back on the week like what trying to, admit, you know, what's the Lord trying to say is that <clears throat> Jesus came to reveal the Father. What is Jesus' heart? What did Jesus do the whole time? He just loved people, no matter where they were at. I mean, in the middle of adultery, he loved them. You know, it doesn't matter. You know, tax collector, thief, he loves them. He goes to their house. And that's how Jesus was. That's revealing God's heart. And I think the people he was the most uh, harsh with were the people that were religious and thought they knew everything, Right so we don't want to be that (laughs) we want to have a a heart that just loves people where they're at you know even if um, you know not saying to make yourself vulnerable and put yourself in a dumb situation but just love them where they're at and then um, yeah you know um, and then the other thing is that you are Jesus's God's hands and feet. And that um, as you're full of the spirit, then you put, you make your spirit the loudest voice. You know what I mean? The real you. The real you, your spirit. Not the fleshly you that wants to stay in bed. Or the, you know, intellectual you that says this doesn't make sense. But the, as you feed your spirit and grow in him, just... um, Doing the Michael Jackson here. Um, just, <laughs> just let him use you. Then you can, you know, pick up the Bible, and you know, do exports for God, and not exports, but exploits. And um, I just want to encourage you, you know, to press on towards the goal, of the high calling of God, and don't think that that doesn't qual- You don't qualify, but you do. You are. His beloved child, you are his uh, voice, you show forth his love, his glory. You know that verse that says the whole glory, um, the glory will cover, how does it go? I'll just find it and actually read it. Um, The earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. You are a carrier of his glory. And as you, as we, as, as believers rise up and know who they are in Christ Jesus, They are a carrier of that glory, and it will cover the earth as waters cover the seas. So I want to encourage you that you're his hands and feet, and you got what it takes. And I'm Michael Jackson. No, I'm just kidding. You will not forget this message because of the black glove. And it has to be white. But okay, um, so I just want to, For um, I believe we're all believers in here, but it's recorded, so I'd like to... um, do a salvation thing. I want to read that, 2 Corinthians 5, 19 again. And it says, that is that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not counting people's sins against them, but canceling them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation, that we have restored favor with God. So, Father, we just pray if anybody that's listening, Father God, that doesn't know you, we just pray that you'd help them know in their heart that you are not mad at them, but that you love them, and that you have a plan for them, Father. We want you to know that God is, loves you, that He made a way for you, and if you don't know Him and you'd like to, um, I think it's just email us at anchor or infoanchor infoanchor dc um, dc.org and um, we will pray with you. We'll send you some material because God loves you. He has a plan for you, and it's a good plan not to harm you, but to give you a life and to give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And so, Father, we just thank you, too, for this time. Father God, it was short, Father, but I know that you are good. And you love each one of us. And you have a plan for each one of us. And I pray as we hunger and thirst for you that we will be filled. That's what your word says. And that we will go forth and be your hands and your feet, Father God. I thank you that the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts. And help us to know that we are revealing the love of God to the world, Father God. And I just pray that you keep that perspective in our hearts and in our foreminds. Our four thoughts, Father God, that we are here to reveal and to let everybody know that you're not mad at them, that that you love them, and that you are a God of love, and you have a plan for each person, Father God, and that we can be revealers of your love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.